Welcome to the fifth episode of the SO Podcast, the Scotty Fishing Podcast, where a first-year official shares his experience with you every step of the way. Appreciate all the love on TikTok and YouTube. YouTube has been popping off with the YouTube shorts. I gained like five subscribers over the like past week after one of my shorts kind of went viral, like with a couple thousand viewers. So appreciate all the love on that. Instagram has been interesting um i need to work on my instagram game as you know we're talking about this but we are here baby we got episode number five game two breakdown this was in tifton georgia i think it's time for me to be open and honest about where i officiate because of the fact that i think it helps brings context to the podcast and hopefully you guys you know if you guys do see me you guys just give me a wave and we'll wave back but with that being said let's go let's give ourselves a game two breakdown here this was in Tifton, Georgia. It was Tifton Middle School versus a Hiram Middle School. And the first game was the girls game. That usually goes girls and boys. The girls game, we are not going to talk much about it because I'll be honest, I'm just going to tell you the final score and kind of some of my thoughts of the game. It was 40 to 3. I It was very interesting to me because prior to the game, my partner let me know that this coach likes to complain a lot. And I'm thinking, oh, like this team's pretty good. Like... Usually the teams that complain the most are like ones that usually win very frequently, but this was not the case. I think it was 20, 20 to nothing going into halftime. We actually had a four-minute fourth quarter because it was over 30 points, which I learned that rule what existed where um, if going into the second half, if there's over 30 points difference, then it gets reduced to four quarters for safety at the middle school level. There was a lot of weird things that happened throughout the game one i give the home team as much credit as possible because she kept her defense within the three-point line usually not a lot of teams do that i feel like because they just care about running up the score and winning and that's kind of what i've witnessed in some of these games that i've played or watches where they just run up the score but in this case the coach did everything possible if there was a stolen ball you know my thought is yeah if you steal the ball go score but if you are inbounding the ball or, t- or getting the ball after a basket yeah take your time but in the other case you know if you steal the ball if you create a defensive op- you know create you know offense from defense yeah go score you deserve it that's the reward for score you know for playing good defense is scoring in transition there was a lack of awareness from the losing team and this drove me nuts as an official i tried very hard to like not get mad or upset. You know, I, was, I don't want to say help them. We were trying to give them kind of hints of certain things that were going on, such as um, coming out of halftime. It was their ball. The coach kind of took forever to come out of the huddle, but they just didn't really seem to hustle. So I blew my whistle a second time. I put the ball down and did my five second count. And they were they eventually moved to inbound the ball. And I felt terrible because it was 20 something to nothing. But at that point, they were just. They were delaying the game and we weren't trying to get the game over with like within a snap of a finger, but we had to speed up the game at that point because the game's over. The game was over by, by the end of the first quarter, pretty much. It was like 10, 12, nothing going into the first quarter. And then it was like 20 something to nothing. And by halftime, it was pretty much set. It was a done deal. We knew how the game went. I didn't even know the other team scored 
didn't score until like the end of halftime. And I'm just like, oh, it didn't really like register with me at all. So there's my lack of awareness as an official. You just, you never look at the score. You never look at the fouls or anything like that. You kind of just focus on officiating and you're, you know, moving up and down the court. The, uh, the point guard for the losing team for Hahira carried the ball. I mean, carried, but there was nothing I could have done. It would have made the game worse. The lack of awareness, the, the talent gap was huge. Like this team shouldn't have been a team. I don't even know how they have players because they. It feels like they've never played organized ball prior to coming to coming to their school. It's sad to me. I thought middle school ball had some some skill, especially in Wilmington, North Carolina, where I grew up. I thought there was going to be some skill there, but you know, come to find out, there really wasn't much skill, and the conditioning of that game was pretty good. You know, I. I, f- I felt I knew where I was going. I-, I felt, you know, I had time to move up and down the court. I made it to my spots on fast breaks. I was doing everything I was supposed to do. And I give a lot of credit to Tifton because they literally did everything they could to slow down that game. They were putting in bench players and they were just staying within the three-point line. They were playing zone defense. I believe it was a 2-3 zone if I remember correctly. But they kept within the three-point line. They rarely went out of the three-point line unless they unless they picked up their dribble. That was about it. So that was the the girls' game recap. It was forty to three. They scored their first point within like a free throw with like two minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Again, this was a fourth four minute quarter, and you just sit there and just go like, "What are you doing?" Like you know, like everyone cheered and everything, and I just kind of sat there like, "Oh my god!" Like. There was moments where they had a chance to score, like an open layup, and they just kind of blew it. But it was maybe like three or four of those opportunities throughout the game where they could have scored really well. But calls-wise, there was not much we could do because we were just trying to – essentially, if there was a, if the winning team was creating an advantage or a disadvantage, we would call it, but that was about it. It was tough to call certain plays on a team that's down 30. That's it for the girls' recap. Trying to figure out where I am on the timing. I just checked the little timer I have for myself. The boys came. Oh, there's a lot to break down. Um, it was about a 20-point win for Tifton Middle School. A lot of things I learned from this game and a lot of things that... A lot of good things and a lot of bad. We're going to start about the, the bad things first because it all happened pretty much in the first half. Worst first half I've ever officiated in my entire life. Worst than my entire first game. Like, I was ball watching... I was making calls in the wrong area. I missed some calls. I missed a travel and a contact foul of some sort for the visiting team, Hahira. And as Hahira was taking up the ball, I called a travel, which it was the right call. Like, there was a travel. However, I missed two of their calls, and I made that travel call three feet away from the visiting team bench. From my The second I made the traveling call, I knew exactly what was going to happen. He had every right to yell at me. He yelled at me. I don't even remember what he told you. He was three feet away, and I don't even remember what he said. But apparently my partner came over, and I rotated to the baseline, just per the rotation that we you know, we were going to do. Like That's just how it was. That, that was correct. We rotated correctly. It wasn't like to like diffuse the situation or like get me away from the conflict. Like I just sat there and just took it, knowing that I messed up. And I felt terrible. I wish I could have gotten up to the coach, but you never want to give him that opportunity, really, to open the door at them. But... You know, that was the worst sequencing ever. I've, I just, I felt terrible and I just knew I was having a bad half and, and, you know, people ask, you know, what was the key to having a bad half there? It was the pace of play. I was overwhelmed by the up-tempo pace as an official. 
And this was the first game where the tempo, I mean, these kids were moving up the court in three to four seconds. They were, pre- uh, the Tifton was pressing the entire four quarters when they were up by 20, which we'll get to that part in a second. That entirely threw me off. Like, yeah, I had, it was just, it was quick. It was overwhelming. It, I was just trying to process everything. And that was my reasoning for having a bad first half. Literally just couldn't keep up with the pace of play as an official. So now that is under my belt. I think I can make a lot of better decisions moving forward, knowing that I've at least been in that situation. At the end of the second quarter, my uh, partner comes up to me. He goes, hey, Scott, how did you think you did that quarter? I literally looked at this man straight in the eye and said, that's the worst quarter I've ever officiated. And he just shook his head up and down like, okay. And he knew that I knew and he knew like not to kind of make it worse. He knew that I messed up and I explained the things I messed up and he just shook his head and, you know, shook his head up and down and goes, all right, you know. Here, make these adjustments and, you know, let's get this back on track. The second half starts and, you know, third quarter goes by. I'm doing my thing. I'm making some calls, good positioning, very confident with my whistle, loud whistle. That's been improving. And at the end of the third quarter, like, you know, the the, the buzzer goes off. I, you know, blow the whistle because I was trail. So I, you know, I end the quarter essentially by the whistle. And, you know, my partner comes over to me, James, and he goes, You really redeemed yourself. And I sat there and I was like, that was an okay quarter. Like, it wasn't like a spectacular quarter, in my opinion. Like, it's not like I was like this golden boy for a team. But I did redeem myself. I was more confident. I I felt I was able to process the pace of play. I think things were going good. It was going smooth. We had control. Uh, I don't know if the coach yelled at me at all. It didn't appear that way. I had a good illegal use of the hands call that my partner liked in the fourth quarter, you know, the team's up by 20. I kind of, looking back on this game, one of the most frustrating things for me is when I see a team up by, you know, pretty much the game pretty much the game being out of reach, and they're still pressing. They're still running up the score, and I kind of go, like, why do we do this? Like, we're supposed to, you know, display good sportsmanship. We're supposed to... I never grew up with this type of mentality of running up the score and winning by 50 and 60. I never, never in a million years. So for me to watch games like this go, it bothers me because I always play with good sportsmanship. I never try to run, like, if the opportunity happens, it happens because they're playing that bad. But I'm not going to, you know, full press, full court press and up tempo the ball the entire four quarters. I'm a, even, if, if I want to press, I'm probably going to do half court and then maybe, you know, normal defense. Because to me, I think pressing half court is okay. That's not really running up the score. That's just putting applying some pressure to the situation. Three fourths core is a little iffy. I would say it's be- you know running up the score with like in the fourth quarter. But these guys just did not let off the gas pedal, and it showed that they won. That was the key to their win. I felt like I called a better second half with about thirty seconds ago. I called an illegal use of the hands, and I didn't realize it was going to one and one. And you know the table signaled me, hey, it's one and one. And I'm like, frick, this is not, we're trying to end the game at this point. Like, I thought it was just an illegal use of the hands and we move forward. But, um, you know, I did that and the game went on a little bit longer than anticipated. But other than that, it was a really good game. I was proud of myself how I walked away. I wasn't like nervous or upset with my, I was still upset with myself with knowing that I could improve and knowing I could have had a better first half. But other than that, uh, but I held my head high walking out of that gym than I did the first game I ever did. So that was my like clap to myself and you know a good smile to my face knowing that i think deep down i can do this i can be a good official i can be a confident official i just got to keep getting the reps and applying myself 
So that's what I'm going to do for the next, you know, couple weeks, you know, is just keep applying myself, keep finding ways to get better, you know, getting more confident, have a better first half in the boys game. That's kind of be one of the things I work on this week. I think a lot of my mechanics are still inconsistent. Um, so I need to sharpen those a little bit better, which I will do in the girls game. That's going to be my girls game focus. And we're going to go from there. Conditioning in this particular game. I did two, I did one game two weeks ago and was wheezing after the end of the game. After two games Monday, this past Monday, on in, in October, the last Monday, the last Monday of October, I was fine. I was chilling. Like, yeah, I was sweaty. Yeah, I was a little tired, but like, I wasn't like wheezing. Like, I was just like, oh, you know, you run up and down, you're going to get a little tired. So other than that, like, it wasn't too bad for me. And hopefully my conditioning gets better for this game. So, you know, this coming week's games. We went out to dinner, which was really cool. We went to Longhorn Steakhouse, which was located in the area. Uh, my partner had two friends that went to the game. And so, you know, we all, you know, they just go to dinner. Dinner was good. The service was okay. Uh, I don't know what happened with the service deep down. It was really weird. The lady gave, I asked for a water and she gave me sweet tea. The, f- the refills took forever and the food took forever. And as someone who's worked in food service, I worked at McDonald's, I worked at Starbucks, I worked at Ruby Tuesday. So I've done everything like serving and all that. I understand. I try to be as lenient as possible, but I just felt we were ignored. And, you know, we go to pay and, you know, I asked for my check, you know, just split it. You know, I'll pay for it. Knowing that we were going to go out beforehand. Not a big deal. I made $130. Cool. Like I'll pay for it. You know, my partner goes, Hey, you know, I'll take care of it. Not a problem. I think one of the, one of my, one of his friends took care of my bill specifically. And, you know, after that, after, you know, I, you know, after my partner says, nah, we got it. One of his friends go, yeah, no matter how many bad calls you make, uh, we'll still pay for your food. And I just sat there and looked at him. Everyone was cracking up at the table. And I'm looking at him like, that's a joke's a little bit too early there, bud. A little too early. And, you know, I laughed too because it was good. It was a good joke. It was a good joke. But deep down, I just sat there like, man, you really did that to me. <laughs> it was good. It was a really good time. It was good to kind of get out. It was good to be social. I, I don't think I got home till like 9 o'clock. Because it was a 45-minute drive back to Valdosta, where I reside. And that's a drive, man. Luckily, we carpooled, so I gave my partner 10 bucks for gas just to kind of, you know, like, hey, man, like, thank you for driving. All those things as I'm watching this, Titans are running the ball, and they just had, like, a big run because I'm watching the Sunday night games for NFL as I'm recording on 11-6. It was good, man. That was a good feeling to go out and be social, go out and, you know, play, you know, referee ba- a good basketball game. Overall, uh, despite my terrible first half in the boys game, I have a lot of big announcements coming to the podcast this week. First one is I'm, I'm working two games this week, so I will not be observing a game this week because I need to catch up on work and I'm also working two games. So it's going to be a rough week for me, just IRL and uh, fishing in general. For the first time on this channel, and I've been talking about this for like a while, but due to the travel... It hasn't been able to happen. We will have a game breakdown next week. Sometime on stream this coming weekend, we will do a live game breakdown. I'll post up on YouTube. It'll be a YouTube live stream. And then I'll post an edit version up on TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, and all those things. It's going to be good, man. I'm so excited for it. Uh, We have a game in Nashville, Georgia, and then we have a game in Valdosta, Georgia. So the game in Valdosta, Georgia will be the breakdown game because it's you know, about 20 to 30 minutes from my home. So Kirsten's going to be able to make that drive and be able to record. She's a little nervous about it because she's thinks like, Oh, it's weird. You know, 
I'm going to be recording all this. And I sat there and looked at her like, every parent records their kids. So they think that you're just like part of the kids or something. Something along those lines, like you're just some parent. And at the end of the day, who cares? Like, this is, you know, fun for me. This is fun for you. Like, you get to watch me do something I enjoy. We're going to have fun doing it together. So that's my big announcement. We will have a game breakdown this week. I don't know when I'm going to actually do it. I'm probably going to be doing it Saturday uh, evening. I'll post it. I'll post on Instagram when I do play. And make sure you guys do follow me on Instagram at Scotty Officiates. With that being said, I appreciate everyone tuning in. This one's actually going to be an easy edit. I don't think I said um a lot, which usually if for those that like if you listen to the raw recordings, like the unedited version, whew, there'd be so many ums. Like I th- think I cut out like a minute or two worth of ums in, in at least each episode. So with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you guys, you know, drop a like on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple podcast, YouTube, Inst- follow on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok at Scotty officiates. We got a lot coming this week and I'm looking forward to it guys. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Have a good rest of your week, guys.